You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and Zone coverage. Before we get started today, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and like this video. Uh, Also, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. All right. Let's just uh, get right into it. It is uh, Vikings and Cowboys week. The Vikings will be home inside U.S. Bank Stadium with their 8-1 record to uh, take on the Cowboys, who I believe are 6-3 and three now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. 6-3 and three after that loss to the Packers uh, this past weekend. Uh, Mike McCarthy just couldn't, uh, couldn't, couldn't defeat his old team, and he was super frustrated. Um, but Vikings and Packers this weekend, I believe it's on CBS with the number one announced team, Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Uh, fun fact, the last time the Vikings got a home win over the Cowboys was in 2010, and Tony Romo was the quarterback for the Cowboys. So now he returns, and hopefully the Vikings can snap their home losing streak against the Cowboys on Sunday. But we're going to get in some other stuff real quick. First, which the first thing we have to do is talk about uh, this this little news or analysis from uh, Football Outsiders. Um, they're an analytics site. They do a lot of numbers and stuff to dive deeper into uh, everything about a football team. It's not just stats. There's there's other stuff that goes into everything. And and right now, um, Football Outsiders basically has the Vikings as the worst eight and one team in NFL history based on their DVO, DVOA metric um they have a negative dvoa uh which is they are the first team in nfl history to have a negative dvoa with a eight and one record um so yeah they've it's and their 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 dvo right now dvoa right now is uh 10 percentage points worse than any other 
eight and one team in DVOA history. The next lowest is the 2014 Cardinals, who were eight and one at a 7.1 percent DVOA. They finished with an 11 and five record, and they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Um, they're eight and one, but still, see, even and they just beat the Bills on the road. But it still seems like some people aren't aren't sold on on the Vikings, and it, it's a little confusing. Like if you look at the the line this weekend against the Cowboys, the Cowboys are favored on the road against the eight and one Vikings. Um, does this is this stuff about DVOA or any of the other stuff going on this week that that the national media has been talking about? Does it change your opinion at all about the Vikings' chance for success this season, Chris? Well, as a uh, suffering Twins fan, and anybody out there that also is a suffering Twins fan, they know how the numbers can often lie to you. For example, you know this is a baseball analogy, but just follow me here if you're not a baseball fan. Emilio Pagan throws 98 miles an hour, but when he throws it right down the middle of the strike zone, all those numbers and analytics don't really seem to matter. Um, with the Vikings, it seems like the numbers don't matter. I, I, there is a group of people, uh, out there that are just sitting there screaming into the void, like Jesse Pinkman inside Walter White's house. They can't keep getting away with that. They can't. And, and you know what? I, I don't know. It doesn't discredit any of their work because 98% of the time they are right. I mean, 90, you can take something from PFF or football outsiders or any of those numbers. It's just kind of. You know, it, it's annoying. And the people who aren't on the bandwagon now aren't going to suddenly get on unless yeah. you're Emmanuel Acho who just goes on every morning and goes, well, when you do what you do, it is what you do. And indeed, <laughs> what you do is what you do. And 10 years ago, we stopped to Marco Murray, who is no <laughs> longer on this team. But we do have what we do. And what we do is what we do. And the Vikings oh, shut the hell up. <laughs> that and his Minnie Mouse looking co-host is sitting there going, well, Kirk Cousins didn't, he he never was good before this. Maybe a light bulb finally turned on. Maybe yeah, this is what yeah. all the Kirk stands have wanted. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't matter. They really don't. No. Football, Outsiders, Fox Sports, you know, ESPN, CBS, PFF. whoever. Like, I don't really care if Stephen A. Smith likes the Vikings or not. Because <laughs> if the Vikings win, it's even more fun, right? Yeah. So, I want the detractors. I want people like this. And I mean, hearing things like this is the worst team ever in NFL history. Well, how long has football outsiders been doing their data? Obviously not since 1960, whatever. So I don't know. Uh, Like it it is what it is. And, And this is not a conventional team. Like we were talking about, like each team that has surprised us in Vikings history has had a dominant trait. Where it's like Brett Favre spite or like a nuclear warhead offense or dominant defense. This team doesn't have any of that. There is no dominant trade on the Vikings. It's just we're going to win the damn game. And that could backfire. The Vikings could go 500 down the stretch and get bounced out of the first round of the playoffs. Whatever. I am not going to stop having fun because right. somebody like Football Outsiders or Emmanuel Acho goes, I don't believe in the Vikings. And I know Emmanuel like Pull the one eight. I and there's confusion, like if that was twenty four hours or not. That, like so that, yeah, that one about was, Demarco Murray was like a week or two ago, I think. 
No, it was uh, a week. Or, yeah. And then because he was he was quick in the replies because that that I know that that tweet you were posting was not was going kind of viral. And he saw it clearly, and uh, he was yeah. like, "No, no, 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 no! <laughs> I, I changed my opinion. I changed my opinion." It's like the angry oh, Viking fans just flooding his mentions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but the, that stuff, like the, those, like I hate when people are like you do it for clicks, you do it for ratings. Those shows say that stuff to get like viewers and get that. That is online. that is the definition of a clickbait show. Yeah, like, people are like that, that's clickbait. No, no, no. We'll like turn on FS1. That's that's clickbait. No like, one is no one is like de- dedicated to watching those shows. They're not like oh, I'm a huge Emmanuel Acho fan or I'm a huge Skip Bayless fan. I'm gonna. I got to tune in every day. I have never seen anybody with a throwback Emmanuel Acho jersey. Just no, saying. Like, no, no. I, I don't know. And then or, like ben, or a Ben Lieber jersey. No offense to Ben Lieber. I, I think he's okay. <laughs> like, yeah, and, I, I think he's fine. Well, but. guys like LaShawn McCoy's on that show and stuff. And he, yeah. he had his own little thing about Belichick, which is hilarious. Um, about him, like, not being, he's just a regular coach. Okay. With seven Super Bowls. Uh, just a regular coach. Um, but yeah, like it does. We don't have to know the answers to to everything. Like we don't have to know like why this team is successful, why this team isn't. Sometimes things are just the way they are. And right now, the Vikings are eight and one. And we've talked so many times about like it doesn't matter how they win, doesn't matter who they beat. They are eight and one right now. That's what matters. They're tied for the best record in the entire. NFL, like whatever, power rank them however you want. You could power rank them to be the 32nd team in the NFL. I don't care. If they're winning the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter what the analytics say or whatever. I know this that people are like, well, the analytics say right now they're not they're not even gonna be close. Okay, fine. No one expected them to be even close before the season even started. So whatever they're doing from now, they've already they've already equaled their win total from a season ago. Yeah. So like they're already better than they were a year ago and better than most people thought they were going to be anyways. I think I think they're over under heading into the year on most betting sites was like eight and a half or, or nine and a half. So like they're already overachieving. Like you're proving my point with the whole twins thing like baseball. A lot of people don't like baseball and think it's boring because analytics is a big part of that. Maybe this yeah. is like old man yells at cloud type stuff, but I mean, everybody knows like, like the shift, right? Everybody knows where the ball's being hit. So everybody's going to play where the balls are hit. And then offense goes down, strikeouts are up because everybody, I, exactly. That's why they banned <laughs> the shift, you know? So, so I mean, it's, it, it broke the game. There's no athleticism in it anymore. Now with that, it's interesting to see what will happen next year. Like some of the players who are good will suddenly be good again or whatever. This isn't a baseball show. What I'm I'm trying to get at is like, it's okay that we don't know everything about every, we don't know the exact launching. I guess we do with next gen stats, but you know, it's not like a Bible, like some baseball teams use. It's like Kirk Cousins launch angle on that throw is whatever. Justin Jefferson came down with nine catches that had a 50% probability of completion rate and we it's like oh wow that's cool like he you caught know, him, so yeah and he caught them <laughs> so like yeah it, it's I I, that's know. that's why i i like yeah i see some of that stuff i'm like wow that that kind of makes it more impressive but at the same time i'm like like what what does that mean or what does that matter he caught them like why do we have to be like it was it was uh you know he had a he, 
he 50-50 chance he gets that ball, but I feel like there should be I don't think there's sometimes there's not enough weight put on like the certain players. Like Justin Jefferson, that's not a 50-50 ball. That's a 80-20 ball for Justin Jefferson. Like we saw with one hand. He that's all he needed when the player had two hands on the ball and he still got it. Like that's not a 50-50 ball for Justin Jefferson. He's more than that's you know, that's the same thing with Randy Moss back in the day. Those weren't 50-50 balls. Those were 90-10 balls. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to get those. So, like, some of this stuff is like, okay, I get it. But we got to weigh in, like, the players and everything. Like, sometimes more has to be done uh, to explain. I was going to ask you about, like, some of, like, the power rankings because PFF has the Vikings at 7th. I know the Ringer has them at fourth behind the Bills, even though they just beat the Bills. Uh, there's some other sides, too, but, like, just in your opinion, how would you rank the teams in the league right now? Do you just just go oh by? My God, sh- that's putting me on the spot. Just just go by straight <laughs> record. Well, that's or... what that's what power rankings do, pretty much. And then they're supposed to, but they're not. They're like, yeah, true. well, they keep winning these close games, even though I believe, like in the NFL this year, games are closer than they ever have been before. In, it's in so funny. I'm, I'm like pulling up yeah. the league standings as we're talking here yeah. uh, because I, well, I'm just record plays into it. Definitely. I, like, I'm not going to put the Browns at number one, huh. like, because I believe they're bet. I guess that's kind of weird when you think about it. You're not going to put a team like the Browns at number one because you believe in their offensive line or something. Why do you put the Vikings at seven, even though they're eight and one and you don't believe in something that they do? Like, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's kind of weird, isn't it? But I don't know. Like, if you ask me who's better in the Vikings, like definitively better, the Chiefs. Um, uh, yeah. You can make an argument for the Bills. You still could. I mean, <laughs> you, you could you could say it was a fluke on Sunday. You could. 100%. Like, Viking fans don't want to hear anything about that. I sure sell them. But, I mean, you can make that argument. Um, the Eagles, you could say they're better than the Vikings because they beat them earlier. They beat them. Are they yeah. better now? I don't know. Will they be better in January? That's what matters. Like, see, I I used to be really into the whole power rankings things. This isn't college football with those rankings depend right. if you get in the playoffs or not. Yeah. It's can you beat the team in front of you? So far, the Vikings have done that no matter who the opponent is. Backup quarterbacks, bad teams, bad coaches, be damned. The Vikings have won these games. One year ago, they weren't winning these games because Mike Zimmer was woe as me. So not to pile on him because he's had a bad year, but that was it. He made a like I said, he made a freaking PowerPoint saying, well, Teddy's knee exploded and Norv hated me and everything else. And it's I'm the victim here. No, like the Vikings are like, no, you're the victim. We are going to make you the victim. That is what is going to happen. Yep. So there is a huge shift in how this team has done business. So, well. And I, I, I think I listened to a podcast yesterday with uh, with Ty Dunn. He was on like the Ringer NFL show or whatever, saying how the Vikings can win the Super Bowl, um, and it has Why a lot not? to do with their with their culture. Exactly. Why not? Um, but he was saying how like this is the first time I like kind of an argument about culture that because we hear that all the time, like oh the change in culture has a but. But he made a good point on how with Zimmer, a lot of his defenders or whatever. At the end of the game, they were afraid to maybe take a risk or or go out and make a play because they knew they'd get chewed out in the the meeting room, or whatever. Like the next couple of days, so they just kind of just didn't. They just 
were just normal and then didn't, didn't maybe reach their potential. But with, with Kevin O'Connell, these guys are okay with, okay, if I, whatever, I make a mistake, it's okay. I'll, I'll get another chance. But, you know, so they're feeling more Player. confident. They're, they're playing to the end of plays. They're not afraid in the fourth quarter to make mistakes. Like this has, Kevin O'Connell's made a, a lot bigger impact on more than just, just calling plays. And it's why this team is eight and one and, yeah, culture. Culture has a lot to do with it. Uh, so I just wanted to say that. And uh, oh, what else are we gonna say? I just, I, I don't know. They're they're eight and one. Yeah, like like you said, it's not college football. I don't care about the rings right now. Right now, power rings are you know another thing to stir up you know controversy or whatever. Like like PFF knows if they put the Vikings at seven, that article or whatever is gonna get more looks than if they just put the the Vikings at two or three. They know that mm-hmm. because because people are going to swarm and be like, why, 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 why? But shout out to to Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk for putting the Vikings at number one. Now, he is a Vikings fan, so that might have something to do with it. But he has been, he's been like a vocal Vikings fan. Like, he, he thought they were going to be, like two weeks ago, he was tweeting about how they're going to be six and five at Thanksgiving. So he was, yeah. he, he wasn't, fully on board but he watched the vikings go into buffalo beat the bills and keep hearing about how the bills lost you know that game or whatever and the vikings didn't win and it's just like they were down 17 what the bills didn't just hand them the ball and be like here walk in the end zone they did well they did at the end there (laughs) and i've also heard this i've also heard this point imagine if kirk cousins threw two red zone interceptions and fumbled the ball uh, on the goal line to give the other team a touchdown. Imagine <laughs> how many people would be like, oh, same old Kirk Cousins just lost the game for the Vikings again. Nothing on back, Josh, y'all. Nothing on Josh <laughs> Allen. Josh Allen's still an MVP candidate. You know, he is. He's a very good player. He made a lot of plays in that game, too. But, like, turn the tables around, and it's it's a much different narrative. But, yeah, power rankings, at, they are what they are. Vikings are eight and one. No one can take that away from him. And I think that's probably the message that Kevin O'Connell's saying to his guys too. Like, who cares? We're eight and one. Go ahead. People can say whatever they want about us. We're eight and one. We're gonna keep winning and doing what we do. Uh it's worked so far. So just keep doing. All right. Switching ahead. Um, just a guess. What would you say Kirk Cousins MVP odds right now are according to FanDuel in terms of like um <clears throat> ranking like oh like where where he is in the ranks is he number is he number one two three four yeah um 18th he's seventh seven he's got okay. the seventh best quarter of uh, mvp chances right now according to FanDuel. uh behind behind patrick mahomes number one Josh Allen's number two, Tua's number three, Jalen Hurts number four, Lamar Jackson number five, Joe Burrow number six. Now I don't know about that. Um, and then actually, Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith are both tied for the seventh best MVP odds right now. Any guesses where Justin Jefferson ranks? Is he eighteenth? <laughs> nope, he is thirteenth. Um. So still, still pretty good. Thirteenth at plus ten thousand odds. So very high odds. Um, and he's not the highest uh, wide receiver. He doesn't have the best re- 
MVP odds among NFL receivers. Any any guesses, real quick? One last guess guessing game for you. Um, who the receiver is that has better MVP odds than Justin Jefferson this year? Uh, the, Vikings, the Vikings played him this year, by the way. Vikings AJ Brown. Nope, Tyreek Hill. He oh, okay. Yeah, he's going nuts. That's right. Yeah, best MVP odds among NFL receivers. I, don't know, I feel like Miami's MVP, so to speak, is Mike McDaniel. Yes, yes. outside of the little yes. hiccup with the whole concussion thing, you know, <laughs> he's he's really unleashed that offense and made the most out of it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I put Kirk 18th just like off the top of my head, a because it's Justin Jefferson's number, and I think that's propelling you know? <laughs> but b um you know i there's a lot of people out there nationally that are just like yeah this isn't kirk cousins like this isn't right and you know and the at the end of the day it's i believe it's most of the time it's it's the writers that vote on the mvp it's not it's not like voted by the players or anything i don't think quick so. question though yeah. what is kirk o'chain's uh oh MVP? yeah uh, that's, got, that's gotta be one? he's top three for sure they don't put him on the board because they already know yeah. They just took him off the board. We're like, we're not letting you bet for Kirk O'Chains. We'll <laughs> let you bet for Kirk Cousins, not Kirk O'Chains. Yeah, that's 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 a good argument. You know, it's it's you know, he's he, he's up there. Um, what do you think it would take for Justin Jefferson to win MVP this year? Does he have to just? Does everyone have to get injured pretty much for him to get MVP? Three thousand yards. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. So like last year, and I know the Colts didn't make the playoffs, but like Jonathan Taylor yeah. was probably the best player in football. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers won MVP. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it is a quarterback only award, which drives me nuts. Offensive rookie of the year, two years ago, Justin Herbert won over Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Now Justin Herbert's a good quarterback and yeah. he had a pretty good year, but I mean, Justin Jefferson is, you know, top three receiver in the NFL. I can't say Justin Herbert's a top three quarterback. You could make that argument, maybe yeah. with like contract and all that other stuff mixed in. Analytics. Analytics, yes. <laughs> the yeah. Analytics. Uh, no, no receiver uh, in shoot. NFL history has won the MVP. And there's just a reason for that. You know, quarterbacks are favored more. If you're a running back and you win an MVP, you have to play. Who's getting him the ball? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's a fair argument. Uh, but at the same time, just like those, like we talked, those 50 50 balls with Justin Jefferson, they're not 50 50 balls. Um, and there's a reason for that because he's a better receiver than almost anybody, probably anybody in the NFL. But whenever I look at MVP, I'm like, take this, this player off this team and how good would they be? Um, and I think if you took Justin Jefferson off, they would, the Vikings would not be, um, as good as they are right now, obviously, but would they be okay? I think so. I think they'd be able to move along. If you take Kirk Cousins off the Vikings, ah, <laughs> I don't know if they're above 500. That's weird to say because like Kirk Cousins is not elite or whoever you know you want to talk about. But yeah, it's just hard with receivers because they only get so many chances to make an impact on the pl- on the on the game. And I know they make an impact other ways with like blocking and just taking attention off of of other receivers on their team, but it's just so hard for a receiver to get like that those MVP votes or or interest. Like they have, yeah, they got to do above. And he's got to have like thirty touchdowns and three thousand yards, which it's not going to happen. 
uh, this year. At least not this year. Maybe maybe in the future, uh, but but uh, not this year. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I just there's the chances are very low of Justin Jefferson getting. MV- Would you say he's been the MVP on the Vikings though this year? Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, yes. Yes. I think so. Who's, I mean, who's he's he's uh, Zadaria Smith. I think it's a uh, Justin Jefferson versus Darius second. Uh, hey, we should talk about this though. Christian Darisaw, mm-hmm. he might be the one of the most valuable players. And I right. mean, offensive linemen don't get that clout, but I mean, he is like putting up clean slates week yep. after week after yep. week. And you know, when we talk about uh, Sunday's game against the Cowboys, that scares the hell out of me because he did not practice on Wednesday. So. Hopefully yeah. they get Christian Darisaw back against that offense or that defensive line of the Cowboys because it is good. They rely on the front four to get pressure. So if you don't have Christian Darisaw in there, who's all pro, all world offensive tackle, which I didn't see that coming at the beginning of the year, um, that that that's a problem. So yes, if if we're going top three, I would go Jefferson Smith Darisaw. Yeah, I think um, I want to say the earliest he can even be out of the concussion protocols either today thursday or tomorrow well and he's been on his phone all week he's yeah, been active on him, social I've media so i mean you would think like, <laughs> you know i i don't i've it's never different. had a it's, concussion so yeah, i mean it's, it's different uh when it comes to tweeting and posting on instagram and stuff than it is you know going against von miller or micah <laughs> micah parsons uh, i don't know i've i've usually struggled to craft the perfect tweet yeah so, i wouldn't yeah, be surprised I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play because one break blake brandle he did pretty good um in his yeah his as his replacement now you know going against demarcus lawrence and micah parsons is going to be different and probably harder um but he did he held up good uh, ezra cleveland got back on track um ed ingram's got to figure out where Kirk cousin's feet are and stop stepping on them brian o'neill did very good again so you know, if if I think the Vikings, this 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 regime or whatever, in, in terms of keeping guys healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept um, Darisaw out because I feel like they're a little more extra cautious with that stuff because they're like, would we rather have him for one game or would we rather have him for the rest of the season? I think they would rather have him for the rest of the season. And if it results in a loss for the Vikings, oh well, because they still have the rest of the season. But yeah, when I think those backup players have more confidence too in this regime. Like yeah. it, it felt. Remember, Mike Zimmer said at the beginning of last year, he's like, "I only trust less than half of them." Well, it feels like they're working with them actually. Like where it felt, yeah. like, felt like they were ignored by Mike Zimmer. It's like, well, you're not a right. starter, so why do I even got to help you? Which is right. weird because he was like when he first got to the Vikings, he was big on like development and everything. And towards the end, he was just like, nah, I don't care. That's what being on the hot seat will do to you. It's oh, like yeah. my best players are going to determine the game. Why am I going to waste time on developing guys behind them? And to be f- that's to what be fair. is. Yeah. Uh, Rick Spielman did not provide him with a lot of talent in the draft. True. So we did give him Darisaw and stuff, but uh, 
this current regime also cut pretty much the entire 2021 20, class. Um, so that's what Zimmer was working with. I believe the the class that they brought in this year has had a little bit more of an impact. You look at guys like Caleb Evans and uh, Brian Osamoa and some guys like that. Um, but yeah, Christian Derrissaw, you could say arguably the MVP of the Vikings this year behind Justin Jefferson and Zadarius Smith. Yeah, Zadarius Smith's just been... Like I'm always worried every time he he's got he's got a knee thing going on. Like every week it seems like he hits knees or it flares up or whatever, and it's just like ah, just make it, just just make it through the the rest of the season. Come on, come on, come on. Because um, and I know Daniel Hunter's playing much better. Like since the bye, he's been he's been the the basically the, the Daniel Hunter that we thought he was going to be. Um, so maybe if Zadarius Smith has to miss like, some time or he gets hurt. God forbid the rest of the season, it's not as big of a blow um, as it would have been before the bye because I think Daniel Hunter can kind of make up for that. And DJ Wan has been playing well, and you know Patrick Jones, the sequel, has been playing well. Um, but yeah, Zadarius Smith definitely. I think he has the most pressures in in the NFL this year according to PFF. So he's been awesome, and the Packers are played and paid for him, so it makes it even better. All right, let's move on to uh, this weekend's game between the Vikings and Cowboys. Inside U.S. Bank Stadium, 325 Central Time kickoff on CBS. Uh, it is two NFC teams playing each other, but sometimes they switch things up, I guess, now. Uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo will be getting the call. Uh, I was trying to find this out, but I don't think the Vikings have ever won with Tony Romo and Jim Nance on the call. Um, I couldn't find that definitively anywhere, and I would have to take more time to figure that out. But I think that's the case. So if anyone listening knows that, just post it in the comments or whatever that is true or no. Um, the Cowboys are currently favored by one and a half um, over the Vikings on the road, which is weird. Because um, like we said, they just lost the Packers on the road. The Packers who are not good. And the Vikings are eight and one, and the Cowboys are six and three. But for some reason, Cowboys favored by one and a half. Maybe it's because of the close games thing, and Vegas is just trying to get ahead one way or the other. But yeah, one and a half. Uh, obviously, the weather is going to be fine because it's going to be indoors. Um, and the over under is forty seven and a half points, according to FanDuel. Chris, the Vikings <clears throat> will win on Sunday. If they do what? Run the ball. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I think yeah. the, uh, I think Justin Jefferson could go for 200 yards on Sunday, especially if Anthony Brown is out. Uh, he currently has a concussion, got a limited practice in on Wednesday. We'll see how protocol goes, but the Cowboys have been gashed on the ground the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I mean, they gave up a ton of yards to the Bears. They Did gave you mean Anthony Barr? No, Anthony Brown. Okay. Okay. Because Anthony Barr is hurt too. Because that's what I was Yeah. Limited, he's limited with a hamstring. Yeah. Okay. Revenge game. <laughs> um, seems like we have one every week now. J-Ron Curse, like, too. Don't forget about him. Uh, J-Ron Curse. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's called an Uber, bro. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dallas has been really bad in run defense. And Michael Parsons finally, like, went off about it after the Packers lost because there are guys just in his words, doing their own thing and creating big freaking holes. Uh, Brian Baldinger has a uh, breakdown out on Twitter right now. And he's just like, 
What are they doing here? Who plays defense like this? And if you give Dalvin Cook a big hole like that, he's going to take it about 70, 80 yards to the house. Ask the Bills how that went. So I think that the running game is going to be very key in this game. And I think it's going to be one way to offset uh, maybe the potential loss of Christian Darisau for Sunday's game. I think it's a big Dalvin Cook game on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I believe they they do got to run the ball. I know they're probably going to you know still pass like they have been. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to throw 50 times like he did last week. Uh, but the Bills had a much better run defense than the, the Cowboys do at least uh, in the last few weeks. I think they're at, with 29th in the NFL in rushing yards allowed. They've allowed over 200 rushing yards in their last two games, 207 on the ground to the Packers, 240 on the ground to the Bears. Um, which, Number one you know, rushing they, offense in the league, though. I mean, yeah, the, that's, the thing that's, with the Cowboys, too, is they've faced the four, three of the four worst rushing offenses in the league, including the Rams, who they held to 38 yards because right. they don't have a running back. But, right. yeah. Yeah, and Delvin Cook's kind of been hot and cold. He, he's he's His season has been kind of Adrian Peterson-esque, where like he's just like getting a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, loss here, loss there, and then, boom, gets a 70-yard run. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, where have we seen this before? Um, but then he also adds another element as a receiver, uh, yeah. except, you know, when it's fourth and goal and, and you got to catch the ball and you're wide open. Um, boy, did he get saved because we would have been talking about him. Yeah. Uh, if not for that offsides call, which was already offsides before the guy even got there because, like, multiple Bills players lined up in the neutral zone. These refs were terrible. Oh, man. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And guess what? They still get to like go next week and do the same thing to some other team. No, no penalties or nothing. Or it's weird. all it's the holding penalties. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you run the ball against the Cowboys. They seem to be struggling uh, against stopping that. Uh, seems like a easy formula that that bodes well, I think, for someone like Ed Ingram, who's been a good run blocker this year. Uh, same thing with Garrett Bradbury. Um, and uh, keep those guys maybe out of, and it'll help with play action too, which we know Kirk Cousins is good at, and that'll help. I feel like TJ Hawkinson might have a big impact on this game because um, he's just he's been uh, he's been another great addition to this Vikings offense. I think he's had another element. He's been on the field for ninety percent of their offensive snaps the last two weeks. Uh, for like I threw this out on Twitter for reference, Irv Smith was never on the field for more than 64%. So TJ Hawkinson is having a huge impact uh, since he's he's been added to the Vikings. So yeah, run the ball, Vikings. Run the ball. Hey, Greg Joseph, make a kick at home. You haven't yeah. made one since week one. <laughs> make a kick <laughs> at home. Practice go just like every I feel like every day this week he should practice in US Bank Stadium. Like yeah, you like don't drive practice, him over, get the just, Uber. Just go. Um yeah. Hasn't made a kick, a field goal since week one. Um the Vikings will lose on Sunday if what happens? Um they will lose if they can't protect Kirk Cousins. Like I I just got done talking about the running game, but I mean that Darisaw thing very much concerns me. Uh, you also have injuries in the secondary. Uh, Caleb Evans is yep. also dealing with a concussion. 
Um, Andrew Booth did the whole in sync bye 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 turnaround trying to guard Stefan Diggs. So um, I have yeah, three roasted. sisters and no brothers, so I, I know exactly what it is. Um, I do. They got some. Insync's got some bangers, though. Oh yeah, Christmas album. I always rock the Christmas. I hate Christmas music. I'll go on the record right now. (laughs) I okay. So so here's my thing about. Can can I go into a rant here? This is more interesting than my breakdown. But like Christmas music is the same twelve songs sang (laughs) by different people, sang by different people. Honestly, you you think not. But after You're not working listening. at a quick, after working at a okay. quick trip okay. and getting blasted with eight hours of nonstop Christmas music for a straight month, now they do it a little bit sooner because mm-hmm. everybody decided like November first is Christmas mm-hmm. time now. Mm-hmm. So like you know they they just play like there is there is a perfect meme out there. It's a picture of Bret Hart and Macho Man Randy Savage coming off the top rope, and it's like me minding my life and all I want for Christmas is you. Like coming off the top rope. That is how I feel about Christmas music every year. I I swear to God, I am not the Grinch. I love Christmas lights. Christmas lights are great. Uh, most Christmas movies, don't do them. Christmas Vacation is the only one I watch. Um, Home Alone? I think I think Elf. I, I don't oh. have to watch Home Alone. Oh, no. I don't have to watch Elf either. Oh, no. <laughs> Come you sure, you, you sure you're like, not the see, Grinch? I'm not the Grinch. I'm not. I the think Grinch. I just and, don't and, think and you're if listening. we're talking the Grinch. Give me the cartoon one over the real life one. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Um, I don't think you're listening to the right Christmas albums because you know, yeah, there's the classics or whatever, but there's a lot in the last few years of like artists that have come out with like original Christmas songs. But I feel like when they do Christmas mu- new Christmas music, it just it's not good. Oh, you got like, the sleigh you know, bells and stuff in the background. You got to have all that stuff. Or even like so. the new like I saw they're doing a new Christmas story movie. Yeah, hate not, that movie. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I hey. can't stand it. All right, Jingle All the Way. That's a good. That's a good Christmas movie. Sod. I don't. I don't have to. It's not one that I'm going. I have to watch this during. But Christmas, they don't. But it's they don't good. really. They don't. Like, really same make, with Elf. I, like I don't yeah. hate Elf. Like no, they, it's a good movie. I just don't have to watch it every year. They don't really make Christmas movies like like those anymore. Anyways, like now unless it's got like it's like it would have to be like spider-man's christmas or whatever like basically because nothing is original anymore so or the sequel to uh i think they're coming out with like the santa claus show or something like that with tim allen or uh, the bloody santa claus one santa comes to kill everyone oh yeah (laughs) like some dude with the long hair and the death metal that lives in his mom's basement just like i'm going to that (laughs) but yeah you gotta like in my my home we listen to you know instant christmas Listen to Sia's Christmas. My son likes that. There's Pentatonics has got a good Christmas album. There's Punko's Christmas. Those are good. Those are always good. Um, so yeah, we we mix it up. We don't have like the cla- we don't got like the you know like why Christmas. We don't do that. We don't do that either. Um, yeah. So like I do like what's that? Rocking around the Christmas tree because I like Home Alone and I like that that scene where he's like doing the the cardboard cutouts and everything. So that's a good movie. Yes. It is a good movie. Um, the Cowboy. Did we discuss why the Vikings will lose? We said the secondary. Yeah, I, I said secondary and protecting Kirk Cousins. Okay. Sorry for the rant. My my friends had blasted me all week about it. So, I mean, I just I had a platform to get it out. There so you I go. Figured. There you go. We yes. will uh, we will make sure that this this gets out and everyone's able to, <laughs> to hear your opinion. Um. Yeah. Coming up those, next on YouTube Shorts, the, those those injuries, <laughs> those injuries do worry me. I am worried. Yeah, about the Christian Darius injury. 
Uh, I am worried about the uh, Caleb Evans has been playing well. Um, so I'm, I'm worried about that. I know CD lambs. He's a great receiver. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott's a little ba- banged up, so let's keep an eye on that. And Dak Prescott, he's played pretty well against the Vikings uh, in the past. Uh, when he's played, I, I think he's played against them twice, and the other two times the Vikings saw Andy Dalton and Cooper Rush, and that didn't work out. So maybe it's a good thing that Dak Prescott's uh, playing this weekend because it didn't work out so well against Cooper Rush and, and, and Andy Dalton. But yeah, that, that's secondary. But, but the play of Patrick Peterson has me a little more confident because he seems to be you know, getting back to that, at least a Pro Bowl level this year, especially the last few weeks, uh, he's just been playing out of his mind. Um, did you did you watch the, I think it was the field access uh, for the Vikings-Bills game? It was like a 10-minute video that the Vikings put out of like a bunch of guys mic'd up and everything. I got I got to watch this week. So I saw the one with Washington. I didn't know they released this week's, but uh, yeah, the first one, it, it, it's just cool. It, it's oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah, just they, they showed stuff, so. uh, after Patrick Peterson made the, the game-clinching interception, Harrison Smith was, like, going nuts. Like, get him his jacket, like his Hall of Fame jacket. Like, get him his jacket. I've never seen Harrison Smith that animated. Like, he's, like, something's been brought out of him this year that we haven't seen before because cause he's been, like, kind of getting in and all the fun uh, yeah. that the Vikings have been doing. Kevin O'Connell's like, you know you can show emotion every yeah, now Yeah, you know then, you right? can talk. Like, <laughs> You can, you can I'm not going to yell at you if you yeah. talk. Yeah, like, it's okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you got a final score prediction for for Sunday? Uh, top One of my day. head, let's go 27-21 Vikes. I think the Vikings win. Um, I'm a little concerned. Everybody thinks that this is just going to be smooth sailing to the Super Bowl now. Uh, I don't think so. But I think 27-21, Vikes score four touchdowns, missed Greg Joseph extra point. Oh, the only people that think it's smooth sailing are the people that have never watched the Vikings season before, because we know it's is Emmanuel Acho turning into his Bill, first game on Bill Sunday Belichick. Like, this team's good. They yeah. do what they do. Yep. Vince Lombardi could be the coach of the Vikings right now. I mean, be like, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so like can't be Bill Belichick, though, because apparently he's terrible, according to Sean McCoy. Um, I'm going to go. The Vikings have been putting some they've been putting some points on the board. Recently, so I'm gonna go 33-24. We'll do that. I'll put that down. Thirty-three. Ooh, you got them winning by more than one possession. That is, I know, right? Cardinal sin this year, but first, I like first, it. I would also, like. Why not? Why not just kick the hell out of the Cowboys? Like we, right? you know, I, I mean, the, we saw what Green Bay did to them, and Green Bay looked broken two weeks ago. So, and they were down. The Packers were down what 14, 14, 14 points? points. Yeah, so. Cowboys are good. We we can't. The Vikings shouldn't be looking ahead of them, and I don't think they are. I think they know that they're a good team. They can beat them. And unfortunately, <laughs> before they returned from the bye, I predicted the Vikings to beat the Bills, and then I predicted them to lose to the Cowboys because that's just you know we're used to those those letdowns. I'm hoping it's not true, but I could see it happening. It's we're gonna get a letdown um, eventually with the Vikings. You know, I I would love to say that they're gonna be sixteen and one. But realistically, that's not going to happen. Like right. they're only going to get so many double doinks. They're only going to get so many, you know, crazy Justin Jefferson catches. Uh, they're only going to get so many fumbles at the goal line that have never happened in NFL history. Um, but yeah, we'll go. We'll go thirty-three, twenty-four. We'll, we'll get crazy. Two possession game. Um, 
But yeah, that's going to be it for us today. We'll, we'll be back on Monday after hopefully a, a Vikings win. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like this video, uh, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook, and the audio version of this podcast will be up uh, by the morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, Chris and I will talk to you later. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.